Hey y'all, welcome back to Spiritually Intuitive Sister. I'm your host, your girl, your sis, your friend. My name is Anterica and I'm so grateful for you joining in with me. Here on my podcast, we explore all different aspects of our spiritual journey together one step at a time. Remember, this is a space created to gain divine clarity, wisdom, and guidance together. You don't have to be alone, so join the family and let's grow and learn together. So let me be clear. I was not able to talk to my dad every single day after I realized, hey, he spoke to me. When I went on my investigation, I would love to sit here and tell you, oh yeah, I realized I was talking to him and it was real life and I just called on my dad and he just answered me immediately. No ma'am, no sir. Did not happen that way. I would have loved that. But it almost felt like when I realized that I talked to him and I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to him again. And I wanted to investigate it. It felt like it got harder. It felt like I couldn't hear, or I didn't feel, or I couldn't sense him during this time of going through the house and, you know, finding the different things that he had me to find with the insurance paperwork and, you know, who to call, what's the name of, you know, the family members. Cause we live in the West Coast, right? His family members are from, you know, Florida, the South. So it wasn't like I grew up around my cousins or my aunts and my uncles to where I could just call them and be like, hey, X, Y, Z, or hey, this is what's going on. Like it wasn't that type of party. I knew some of my aunts. I knew some of my uncles. There are some aunts and uncles that I don't know. There is a plethora of cousins that I have no clue are even my cousin. Let's just go there. So it wasn't simplistic as I wish it would have been. It was a struggle. At this time, my dad wasn't even in the ground. He was at the coroner's office, okay? So for dang near close to a month, we couldn't even get his body like the coroner's office was backed up and the investigation and being that, you know, there was an insurance policy involved and all that stuff or whatever. Like it was so much stuff. That's just on like the legal paperwork, right? That's not even to include just the mess and the different changes that we went through with family members with each other with the immediate family, with the extended family. Like when I tell you it was a mess, it was a mess. Now, granted, not all of my family members were, let me say this now, (laughs) not all of my family members were hard to deal with, but there were a few that just seemed like, oh my God, I've already told my family when I transition, burn me, please burn me. Get it over with, get it done, keep it pushing. Throw me to the sea. I don't care what you do, but please burn me. Do not (laughs) bury me. I don't want y'all sitting here sad over my funeral. Nevertheless, as I was saying, because I went on a whole tangent, (laughs) it wasn't as simple talking to my dad and trying to find him. But there are subtle signs and synchronicities now that I look back on it where I'm like, dang, they were reaching out. Dang, my spiritual team was trying to get my attention. So there was this one one sign and synchronicity that was thrown my way, I went to go get my hair braided. And so my hair braider, my sister is what I call her now because, oh my God, I feel like I'm indebted to her because my eyes opened up so much, like so much. Going through this time of really wanting to hear from my dad, really wanting to talk to him, I really felt lost. Like I thought it would be easy because I knew his voice. I know what his presence feel like, but it was so much different. Like it wasn't a thing of him walking through the door 
as I would hope for. I even had to get real with myself. Like, look, he physically cannot walk back through this door, right? I had to, you know, get to an understanding. At least that's what they say in therapy. You got to, you really have to just deal with reality. And it was hard. Nevertheless, I went to my braider's house, my sister's house, BJ, and she was braiding my hair. And she's from Nigeria, born and raised, and, you know, came to this country or what have you. But roots, everything like homegrown, right? And so we're talking about spirituality. I'm kind of like diving into it a little bit and, you know, dipping my toe in, but not too much because I didn't understand it. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, what do you think about like death? Do you believe like you can talk to the dead? And she was like, yeah. And she said it like it was nothing. And I was thinking, okay, well, that 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 went really fast. I mean, um, okay, great. So you talk to the dead. Okay, good. I don't know what else I could follow it up with because I was hoping that it would be more of a discussion of, no, that's bad. This is wrong. I guess I was looking for somebody to like validate that this was evil. And she was like, yes, absolutely. She was like, it's your ancestors. You can talk to them, you know, whenever you want. They're here to help lead and guide you. You know, when loved ones pass away, she said, you know, there are some that become ancestors. Okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking in my head, my dad was a pastor. He was a good man. He had a good heart. He did a lot of great things for the community. So maybe he's an ancestor, you know, or maybe he could be reincarnated in one of my kids or all of my kids. Who knows? So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, okay, well, what do you think about this situation? And I told her about what happened about me hearing my dad's voice and stuff and feeling his presence leave. And she said, oh yeah, he was trying to get your attention before he left. He wanted to talk to you before he left, but you were too stubborn to get up. I'm like, damn, like, ouch. (laughs) Just told you I lost my dad and here you go clowning me, like, hold up. But she was right. I was stubborn. I was lazy. I did not want to get up. I was, you know, I felt like I knew and I didn't. Had I got up, who knows what that conversation would have been or that experience would have been. I don't know. So I sat there and I was just like, okay. So then I started throwing things out to her because let's just be real in the Christianity faith, you know, magic and talking to the dead and spells and things of that nature. That's all witchcraft, all witchcraft. So I kind of was sitting here like, well, what do you believe? Like, are you a Christian like me? Are you, you know, a devil worshiper? Are you a voodoo? Like, I was just really trying to test the waters and figure out, like, who is she? Because she talks about God. She talks about how she loves him. Like, oh, yeah, I'm automatically assume she's a Christian. She's not. So she said, let me see something real quick. She was like, let me get my phone. So she gets her phone. And before she shows me this video, she says, okay, check it. This is going to really rock your faith. And this is going to have you really in a place of like, okay, what do I believe? And what is and what isn't? So she said, if you're not ready to do that, then, you know, let me know and I won't show you the video. Okay, sidebar. If somebody says that to you, you don't want to be like a punk, right? Like, you know, bitch, no, what? No, I can do this. Like, I can, I can see whatever. Like, what you talking about or whatever. My faith is hella strong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I didn't want to look like a punk, but I said, oh, I'm fine. And she said, no, 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 no. Like, seriously, what I'm going to show you is going to defy all that you know, probably a lot that you know, and it's it's going to crumble it. And this will probably help you be able to understand because right now, check this out. She tells me you're in a like an investigation, like you're seeking out, you know, 
an understanding about your father's death. And you won't be able to understand it until you're able to really break down your barriers and your walls of religion, your walls of belief, and really become like, you know, to the bottom. Like she basically was saying like, you have to be like at the bottom, ground zero, know nothing, just bare naked basically. And I'm thinking like, damn, what is you getting ready to show me? Like, which is dancing around, look, here's my stupid mind. <laughs> Which is dancing around the fire and casting spells and potions and lights and thunder and lightning and ooh, lions, tires and bears, whatever. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, what is she getting ready to show me? Because I don't know if I'm ready for it. And so she said, let's, let's just wait a second or whatever. She was like, let's keep talking. She was like, and if you want to see it, you let me know. So we're talking about like ancestors and I asked her, do you believe in ancestors? And she said, absolutely. You know, in her tribe, in her country you know, her community. That's what they teach. The ancestors are there to help you. They are there to help lead and guide you. So she's talking about like your ancestors and basically how they're there to help lead and guide you. Like she talks about how like when a baby is born, the women take the baby and they take them to the ancestors. And the ancestors tell you all of what this baby can and cannot do, what their life is, their purpose, why they're here, all of this stuff. And to me, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a baptism, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. And she was like, they tell you all of these things and then you go and you have to make sure that you listen to the ancestors because if you go anti to it, you know, you could possibly die from this, right? And I'm thinking, damn, that's kind of demonic. Like, okay. So she gives me the story of her nephew, right? Nephew was born, said that he could never be in water. Like they would have to like do wash-ups on him, but he could never submerge his body in water. So they leave their country. They leave Nigeria, what have you. They come to think New York or the U.S. or whatever. They come to the U.S. or whatever and they're invited to go swimming. And as they're going swimming or the night before they go swimming or whatever, my friend BJ is like asking her nephew, like, hey, have you ever been swimming before? And he was like, oh, yes. And she knew he was lying, but she didn't like she kind of second guessed herself. And she was just like, OK, well, maybe we shouldn't go swimming. You know, let's try it another time. Nevertheless, he was like, oh, no, 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 auntie, I'm good. I go swimming all the time. He lays it on thick. So that day that they're supposed to go swimming, she's not, she decided she wasn't going swimming because she couldn't shake the feeling. So they go swimming or whatever. And she's like sitting there reading and he jumps into the water. She doesn't think nothing of it or whatever. She's reading, tending to her business. And then all of a sudden she doesn't hear anything. So she's calling out his name. No answer. She puts the book down and he's at the bottom of the pool. So she's screaming, you know, somebody help me, somebody help me or whatever. So long story short, they pull him out or what have you. And as they're pulling him out, she starts to speak to his spirit. And she said, I told you not to go. I told you not to go swimming. Why didn't you listen to me? I told you not to go swimming. I told you that I saw, you know, in this dream that if you went swimming, that you would die and you didn't listen to me. You lied. Why didn't you tell me? Like, I told you, I told you, why did you do it? So like, she's like crying over her nephew because she's like, I lost my nephew. I have to explain to the family that, you know, he's no longer here and it's my fault. I was supposed to be watching him and he didn't listen to me. So she's like in pain as she's crying out to him 
and the paramedics are working on him, he's speaking back to her. Not physically where anybody can see it, but his spirit is talking to her. Auntie, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have listened to you, Auntie. I'm so sorry. And she said, no, you didn't listen to me. And now I have to tell your parents. Mind you, she's having this conversation with him, right? I have to tell your parents that, you know, you passed away because you didn't listen. Why didn't you listen? He was like, Auntie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. You know, I should have listened to you. So all of a sudden he starts coughing, right? And he's coughing up water because they're trying to resuscitate him. He had been not breathing for a good 10, 15 minutes or something like that. Like nuts. Like they basically was like, okay, he's gone. Like from the time that she didn't hear him until the time that the paramedics got there to the time that he started coughing, probably about a good 10 to 15 minutes. And so he's coughing up water or whatever. And they were like, oh my God, we were just getting ready to declare him. And he like starts waving people off and he's coughing up the water. He turns to the right. He moves the paramedic out the way. And he said, auntie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have listened to you. Please forgive me. Please say that you'll forgive me. And she said, I forgive you. So that night his parents call and, you know, asking about him or whatever and about the trip and stuff. And so she told him he went swimming and he died, but he came back. And so the mom was like, what? He knows. From birth, he was told, the ancestors told us, we could not submerge him in water. He knew that. She was so livid. Now, mind you what she did after that, not even going to go there with it, but BJ is no joke, right? But nevertheless, she was talking to his spirit. So she was telling me this story of how she talked to her nephew's spirit, how she was pre-warned about his death. He lied about it. She felt like he lied about it, but she didn't say nothing about it because she just was like, maybe, you know, he does know and I'm just being too hard. She overanalyzed it, overthought it. And then he dies. And as he's on the other side, she's talking to his spirit. He comes back. And before, like, you know, how they have those things of like, you know, what's your name? And do you know the day's date? trying to get his attention or whatever, he's moving people out the way, coughing up water. And he, as soon as he's able to like say something, he says the same thing that he was saying to her when he was in transition. I'm so sorry. But that was his first words coming out. I should have listened to you. I'm so sorry. So she's telling me the story to let me know, like, yeah, you absolutely can talk to them when they're transitioning, when they've transitioned, before they transitioned. This is real. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, Let me see whatever this is that she's getting ready to show me. Something in me was like, if you watch this, you will never be the same. So how about you go ahead and pray a prayer of protection over your body, (laughs) over your mind, over your heart, because whatever is getting ready to be on the screen, telling you right now, it is going to be a game changer. So I'm tripping because I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, cool. I'm just going to pray. So I'm praying. I'm asking God to protect me, send his angels, all the stuff, right? So she shows me this video and this man takes a nine millimeter and he points it or he loads it. He shows that he loads the gun. He takes it and he points it at a chicken. He pulls the trigger. The chicken's feathers fly up all over the place, right? But the chicken keeps moving. He grabs the chicken. He moves his hand through the feathers of the chicken and he pulls out this flattened bullet. No blood. So I'm sitting there and I'm like rubbing my eyes. I'm like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. And so I'm like, okay, wait, 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 what the hell? He takes that same gun. He points it towards the building. It was a brick building, but he points it towards a brick, takes that same gun, never removes the camera. So no camera tricks. Trust me. I was rewinding over and over and over, takes it, points it at the brick and he pulls the trigger. The brick shatters and it just goes into several ass pieces. Like it hits it right. And it busts. And I'm like, what 
the fuck did I just watch? Like, what? What? <sighs> okay, breathe. And so I'm now telling myself, breathe, Terrica. You're okay. You're not seeing things. Breathe. You know what? It says witchcraft ain't real unless you believe in it. You give it power when you believe it. And I'm sitting there thinking, if that's the case, it's recorded and I'm watching it. I don't believe it, but the shit is happening. So what the fuck is going on? Okay. Breathe, Terrica. Breathe. Calm down. I had to breathe. I had to <laughs> really breathe. And so I like grabbed my head and I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell did I just see? Like, did I just see that? So I press play again. He takes that same gun. He turns from the brick wall. He goes and he gets the chicken. He lays the chicken on the ground. He makes the chicken like lie down. He takes the gun and he pushes it onto the skin or onto the feathers and the skin of the chicken. He pulls the trigger. You see like the wind blow these feathers up, right? You can see it blow up and then feathers come back down. He removes the gun. Now me, I'm thinking my animated mind, it should be blood and guts and shit all over the place, right? It should be like, there should be no way that you don't pull this gun back and there's not blood on this gun. He pulls the gun back, no blood. He shows the chicken. He never removed the camera off the chicken. He shows where he goes closer to where he shot the gun, no blood. Now I'm tripping so much so that I'm scared as shit. I'm like, what the fuck is, how is that even, there's no way this is possible. Like, are you kidding me? How the hell do you take a gun, point it at a chicken, shoot, and don't shoot the damn chicken? So then he has his friend hold the chicken down and he uses both hands and he like moves the feathers away from each other. And a bullet, literally, he pulls out this flattened bullet off the skin of this chicken and there is no piercing there is no blood the chicken doesn't even have a fucking bruise i'm so sorry i'm trying to calm myself down nothing happened to the chicken and i'm sitting there and i'm like you have got to be kidding me like ain't no damn oh hell to the no okay brief terica so i take another deep breath and i'm like what 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 did i just watch I just have to be real with y'all. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? There is no fucking way that this can't be real. There has to be a, like, there has to be a trick, has to be something like, what in the hell? The chicken should be dead. The chicken should have a whole bunch of holes in it, like two at least that I know of. Takes the same gun in the video, points it at a different brick on the wall, shoots it, and the brick shatters. And so now... I'm scared of shit, right? I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I just watched. I don't even know how I'm gonna deal with this. Like, this is some real shit that just happened right now. And I can't unsee what I saw. I can't unlearn what I know. And how am I supposed to put these two together? So now I'm sitting there and I'm tripping with God. Like, wait a minute. So I asked her, I said, what is this? And she said, it's a protection spell. I said, spell? Like witchcraft? And she said, no, not witchcraft. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like isn't witchcraft bad? She said, no, that's what you guys are taught here in Western civilization, that this is bad. She's like, my my family, her father would be known as an herbalist. She said, that's what he's called. But here in Western civilization, he's known as a shaman or a voodoo or a witch doctor. She said, and that's not it. He's an herbalist. So now I'm sitting there, I'm like, you mean you tell me herbs did all this shit? Like, you mean to tell me that herbs protected this chicken and ain't no, okay, hold the hell up. 
Someone done lied. Somebody done lied to me because ain't no way because I was told growing up that if you believe in it, then it's truth. But if you don't believe in it, there's no truth. There's no value to it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, period. It only works if you believe in it. I'm sitting here knowing I don't believe in none of this shit, right? So what do you mean? (sighs) What do you mean? There was a protection spell put over the chicken and that's why the chicken couldn't die. You mean magic is real? She said, absolutely. I said, okay, yep. I done lost my damn mind. I done came here to get my hair all cute and evidently I done got a whole lesson in magic. Ain't no fuck. Look, ain't look. And I could not shake it. And I just kept sitting there like, what the fuck? What happened? How did Mm -hmm. Okay. What in the holy? Like I couldn't get myself together because it didn't make sense. Logically could not get my mind to wrap around what I saw. I couldn't marry or merge what I saw to what I knew. It didn't make sense. It just, it fucked with me. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like it, like it fucked with me like nobody's business. So I leave her house and now I'm feeling like, shit, shamans, herbalists, voodoo doctors, witch doctors, witchcraft, spells, spell of protection, good witch, bad witch, good magic, bad magic. Like I'm literally fucked up. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. Like it was, it was crazy. I was crying. I'm sitting there mad at God. Like, why you ain't tell me? He probably sitting there like, why you ain't ask? I don't know. I just literally was jacked up. Then I was mad with my dad because I'm like, you taught me this and I'm seeing this. Like, wait a minute. And so when I had the conversation, well, really, when I had the crying session of like, God, why didn't my dad teach me about this stuff? Like, I don't understand. I heard what makes you think he didn't lead you in the right direction. He didn't have to hold your hand for you to investigate. You said you wanted to investigate this, right? You said you wanted to know. So why don't you go back through the conversations of you and your father when it came to the quote unquote Bible, when it came to religion, when it came to beliefs, go back through those conversations and tell me if there's anything in those conversations that would have been something that you could have used to find out the truth. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I remember when I went to Bethany Bible College, he asked me about the book of Maccabeans and I thought I ain't never heard of Maccabeans. I don't know what that is. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't matter. I remember when I went to Epic Bible College, he said, look and see if they have the book of Enoch. There should be four of them. I think he told me it was four at the time. And I was like, ooh, the book of Enoch. I remember asking a professor about the book of Enoch and they were like, oh, we don't, we don't read those books here because they're too mystical. And I thought, what the fuck? You don't read them because they're too mystical. I said, well, are they biblical? And he was like, well, yes. I mean, well, some would say so. I said, is it biblical or not? Not some would say so. Yes or no. Well, technically they are, but we just don't believe in them because they're too quote unquote mystical. I remember telling my dad they don't have the book because it says too mystical and he laughed. So that was brought back to my memory. So then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, what else has my dad said to me? I remember years, maybe a few years before that he told me, what if everything you knew or what if you found out that everything that you learned was a lie? What if you found out that all of the truth that you knew to be truth for you wasn't so? How would you feel? What would you do? And I remember sitting there thinking, oh shit, (sighs) 
my daddy done lost his mind. He going to hell and now I got to go save him. <laughs> oh God, help Lord. He done lost his mind and he's going to hell. He don't believe in nothing. He don't believe in you. He don't believe in Jesus. He don't believe in nobody. So he going to hell, Lord, help. We got to save him. I remember him telling me, uh, he, never mind when he saw my face. Cause I was like, daddy, come on now. I remember when he saw my face, he was like, you're not ready yet. And I thought, I ain't ready. How am I not ready? You sitting here telling me that what if everything that I believe to be true, the stuff that you taught me, the stuff that you, you know, conditioned and indoctrinated me with, like, these are my foundational truths. This is what I was brought up on. These are my values. You are telling me to sit back and ask myself, what if everything that I held to be truth was no longer truth? What if I found out that there was lies in this situation? What if I found out that what I thought was truth was actually a lie? How would I feel? What would I do? What would I say? Where would I go? And how would I fix it? What would I do to live is what he was asking me. And I'm thinking, you're asking me this and I'm crazy? (sighs) But all that came back to memory. And then I started thinking, what if? What if I've been lied to this whole time? What if I've been manipulated this whole time? What if the word that I knew that I grew up on was in fact, you know, manipulated, twisted, pulled apart, added to, taken from in order to push an agenda? What if that's the actual truth? What if what I thought was truth is not truth anymore? What am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? Where am I going to go? So that's when I went. And I went to go look for the book Enoch. I downloaded the Apocrypha. I was not playing with nobody. I already liked Enoch anyway because he didn't die. He just, you know, left and went with God. I thought it was amazing. I liked him. I loved Elijah. That was my dude in the Bible. Luke was my book. So my thought was, okay, cool. Let's investigate this. Who's Enoch? Why did my dad ask me about Enoch? What was the book of Maccabeans about? What was the book of Jasher about? Let's figure this out. Let's find out the truths that they're not telling you in the churches. So I went in and I started studying. Me and my sister-in-law, we sat there and we started reading the book. We started reading about all kinds of stuff. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, damn, this is nuts. I mean, it's a lot of stuff contrary to the King James version of the Bible. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, shit. I get it now. No, I was even more confused than I was starting off. Like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? I already went and reamed my husband because I felt like he was going to hell because he decided to go anti to the status quo or to what was the norm. And now I'm sitting here like, oh shit, my daddy didn't go to heaven. He couldn't have because he wasn't a Christian. Only Christians go to heaven. Like all of this stuff. When I tell you, like, even to think about it now, it's just sickening because it's like, who deserves to have to deal with? Like, I'm already dealing with enough, right? No one deserves to have their mind fucked with like that. Nobody does. So I had to deal with it. I went in and I started reading the book of Enoch and getting an understanding and comparing scriptures. I went into an investigation. Like I said, I'm investigating Enoch now. I want to know what I need to know. And I kept going with the theme and the theory that I kept hearing in my head. I can't unlearn what I've already learned. Wait, I can't unsee what I've already seen, but I can't unknow or unlearn what I already know. 
So how do these two things, you know, coincide together? They said, how do these two things work? How do I make these things make sense in something that makes absolutely no sense? So I went to investigate it. I'm reading Enoch and I'm finding out why they call it mystical, why they said that it's uh, too mysterious and that it could, quote unquote, lead you astray. Yeah, no, it ain't going to lead you astray. It's going to lead you right where you need to go to more questions. Well, what this mean? What is this? What do you mean the angels did this? And what do you mean the ancestors talking? What do you? Yeah, it led me to a lot of what is, why, how come, who did, who said, what do you mean? Like, oh, it led me to a lot more questions. So in me being led to a lot more questions, my next venture was, okay, I already saw a spell work with no gimmicks, no hidden cameras, just raw, unadulterated truth. I know what I was taught. I know what I've experienced in Christianity. So now what do I do with this information? What are the signs and synchronicities have I been missing in my life that I have not taken into consideration? What are the signs has God used or has spirit used source my ancestors, my angels used to get my attention? So then I had to go back and I had to really dig deep. Like, who are you? Who, who are you? 